that one person's food may be another person's poison. So me personally, my body thrives on a gluten-free diet, dairy-free as well, loads of fruit and veg, but within that, within those confines of that dairy-free, gluten-free, that doesn't mean everyone should eat dairy-free, gluten-free every time I put up a recipe or whatever. It's discovering and tuning in on a daily basis to see what works for you. And it is a bloody hard thing to do. And I always say every time we, we eat, we're doing research for our body. <laughs> so you know what I mean like I I have a smoothie bowl I'm I'm gauging how I feel does it work for me does this ingredient work how does that make me feel what are my energy levels now what's my digestion level like how has my stools been this week you know so I'm, I'm always observing and tuning in and looking and listening um, to what the signs that my body is giving so bio individuality is a beautiful way to take off the pressure that a lot of us have put on ourselves to fit a certain mold in order to be healthy. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to episode 52 of The Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, an extremely warm welcome to you and the community. And if not, welcome back. I wanted to kickstart this week's episode with a little bit of a challenge for you all. So I was having a think about what I, I guess, am missing the most from my quote normal routine. And I think the biggest missing element in all of this is the social interaction and communication. You know, that face-to-face opportunity to connect with people really cannot be replicated by any technological means. Like uh, granted, Zoom and all that is an excellent form. We're so lucky to have that at this day and age. However, I just don't think it's an adequate replacement on an emotional level. So my challenge today, and I think this is super pertinent in light of, you know, all the lockdowns, but especially the toll, I think this is taking largely on most of our mental health has sort of underpinned why I wanted to start the episode with this today. But essentially, I'm going to challenge you and and I'm happy for you to pick the number anywhere between one to three. The challenge is to message one to three people each day and just reach out tell them hi, see how they're going, let them know you're thinking about them and just make that connection. I think that in times like this, when emotions can be quite low to receive a message like that, to just be like, Hey, I'm thinking of you. I hope everything's well. How have you been? I think it's just such a nice thing to do. It costs you nothing, maybe other than a fleeting moment of your time. And you never know what other people around you are going through. So checking in can mean the world of a difference for someone, or you might just make them smile. In either event, I think it's worth a crack. So if you're up for the challenge, reach out to those people in your circle who you hold nearest and dearest or someone that's just been on your mind, someone you miss, someone you've been dying to catch up with when all this is over. And I guarantee you, you'll make both of your days. Well, that's my little two cents. But now I would love to introduce you guys to today's guests. I have on the beautiful Rachel Finch, who joined me during lockdown from Sydney. And we had an incredible chat. So I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. A little bit about Rachel, if you don't already know her, she's a mother of two and a passionate wellness brand owner. She spent the last decade building a career in the health industry and helping thousands to achieve their wellness goals. She's a certified health coach, yoga teacher, business owner, and TV host. 
So quite a few accolades under her belt and we do chat about a lot of her businesses, which is so exciting. Essentially, she just loves being able to share her experience on how to live a more fulfilling life and create a harmonious balance between your mind, body and soul. And that's exactly what you can expect from today's episode. So other than getting to know Rachel and I guess what she's been up to, we chat a little bit about how her husband and her actually met in a team environment and how since then they've sort of been sharing in this team spirit and have a combined love for so many things that has fueled a lot of their passions, which I think is just beautiful. She shares some tips on how to prioritize the important stuff because I think it's all well and good to say I've got my priorities and my non-negotiables but sometimes life gets a bit tricky or your routine gets thrown out the door so it's about in those moments how do we keep the priorities the most important thing. We have an awesome segment on talking about how to actually schedule in and approach your movement and self-care like you would any other appointment. So for those people who say, I don't have time to do all these things, but I really want to do them. You're going to love this tip. I thought it was awesome in helping you sort of stick to those things that you really just feel like you always miss out on doing. Rach also brings up the whole concept of processing emotions and just allowing space for those sort of things, which for those of you who have listened before know that's something I love talking about and personally am a massive advocate of. So I absolutely love that she brought this up. We talk about this great concept called bio-individuality, which underpins the whole concept of balance immensely. She gives some tips for wanting to make some changes and the question of when does pushing go too far comes up and she gives her thoughts on that as well. With so much goodness packed in today's episode, I know there's going to be at least two things you're going to take away. And I'd absolutely love to know what those are. So I've popped Rachel's Instagram handle in the show notes below. Tag us both. Let us know what your biggest learning takeaway or hot tip from this episode was so we can continue to bring you more similar content. And it's just so cool to see what you guys love most from each of the episodes. Before we dive in, if you hadn't had a chance to leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the absolute world to me if you took a couple minutes out of your day to share your thoughts and help us grow this beautiful community of balances. You can just jump over to Apple, scroll to the bottom of the episodes and leave a review and rating there. I'm so excited to get stuck into this. Let's dive straight in. Alrighty, joining me in lockdown in Sydney, a big welcome to Rachel Finch. Welcome to the Balance Theory Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, beautiful. It's so nice to have you on and get to know you a little bit uh, more and deeper beyond what we see on the gram and online. Uh, For those who maybe have been following you or just maybe this is the first time they've seen you online, can you tell us a little bit about everything you're juggling on your plate right now on top of being a homeschool teacher? I know that um, you, you generally already have a lot on your plate, so I can imagine that was a spanner to add into the works. But talk to me a little bit about all your businesses, passion, sort of what you've got going on at the moment. Absolutely. I think a lot of parents are in the same situation. Um, So sending all my love to everyone out there trying to be a teacher at the moment. Uh, So I am a a certified health coach. Um, I'm a lover of all things wellness, feeling good. I just love getting out of bed and feeling amazing. So I'm always on this journey, on this hunt to achieve that. Um, I am a mum of two kids, so I've got Violet, who's seven, and I've got Dom, who is three, oh my God, four now, <laughs> goes quick. And uh, I, with my husband, I run uh, a couple of businesses. So we've got uh, our health and uh, beauty brand, Kissed Earth. Uh, we've also got an apparel range called Bod by Finch. And we've also got a, uh, an online health and fitness program called Body by Fitch. So between all of that and homeschooling and 
other crazy ventures my husband always is always signing up to. Um, we are pretty full on at home. We've also got a, a cocker spaniel, a nine-year-old cocker spaniel, Simba, who keeps us busy. We're waiting for him to calm down in his old age. But he I always say that about dogs. Hey, like, don't worry, they'll calm down. I'm like, my dog's 13 and he's a Labrador, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, it just won't. But it's still good because he still comes on my walks with me and I walk, you know, for like five, six K every day, oh, most days. And he loves that. So um, I'm happy for that. Lovely. <laughs> and so do you run, uh, co-run all your businesses with your husband as well or some separate? Yeah, we yeah. run Kissed Earth and Body by Finch together. And then we've got partners in the apparel uh, business. Awesome. I always love hearing when you've got like a husband wife duo because I work in tandem with my partner as well. And I know how much of a test it is for your personal relationship in like a good and a bad way. And it offers, it offers like a really nice, I guess, support to your actual personal relationship because you really have to work in ways you're not tested in a relationship. But I, I love the story of how you guys met. So you met on Dancing with the Stars. And so he was um, the professional dancer, is that correct, on the show? Yes. So I think this goes straight back to your, your initial point of this uh, about couples working together. We haven't known anything different from the very start. So we, we were paired together on the show. And I remember walking into that dance studio for the very first time. He was the professional. I was a student. I had never danced a day in my life. I have, I had, and still have two left feet. And I remember (laughs) thinking, what the hell have I signed up for? And I walked in frizzy hair. My leggings were ripped and scratched. And he was just like this perfect picture. Yeah. (laughs) And I walked in thinking, oh my goodness, he's got to be gay. Like he is just so perfect. (laughs) um, We spent pretty much seven days a week for 10 weeks straight for the show together. And then, uh, you know, a few weeks after that, I had my toothbrush at his place. It was very quick. Um, we knew pretty much from the first rehearsal together after it we went downstairs to the cafe and just talked for like three or four hours the girl was trying to brush us out as she was trying to close Uh, and it's just been in like that from 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 the moment we met even when I I think the only time we've been away was when I've gone overseas for channel seven to do to cover the you know pyeongchang for the winter olympics or i've done trips to melbourne for horse racing whatever it has been um even even when the kids were young he would fly to melbourne with me and and stay in the hotel for two weeks to look after the kids but i would go on air and work and so we've always had that closeness and we've always shared that love of health and wellness he was a professional dancer for 20 years of his life. And then after we did Dancing with the Stars, our first venture together was opening a dance school. So we did that. And my job was, because I knew nothing about dance, uh, my job was to sign everyone in, sweep the floors and change the bins. So I was happy with that because I got to be with my husband and it was just a beautiful, amazing, happy place. It started to grow. It grew so much that We wanted to open a second studio, but we thought, why don't we take this online? So that's when we launched, initially we we launched a dance program, uh, discovered that it was too niche. So we expanded to Body by Finch, which is what it is now offering a variety of different um, fitness regimes. We've got all about your your at-home meals, uh, meditation, support from experts, 
Um, and then only two years ago, we launched Kissed Earth Together, which is all about collagen and vegan proteins. And it's just our world, you know, like we, we love it. We use it every day and we want to be able to share that. And we're always taking in feedback and advice from people on what they want. And we've been able to build this incredible community, community together. And yeah, definitely there are days that we've, we've had trying and testing um, elements on our relationship 100%. I'm like, there's a washing, washing basket right there. And you put your clothes there. If I've got to do this every day, like just help me out. <laughs> they still don't know where the washing basket is, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's those small things. And I think, you know, in relationships, so long as those main core values are united the same and fused, then I think you can kind of, get around the other stuff and you really like I've just had to learn and so has Misha to let go of the small stuff that doesn't matter yeah absolutely and I think that's it's quite nice and humbling to hear as well because a lot of people I think look at these like couples that are goals right and they just seem to work together so well you see that but the reality is like you do have your ups and your downs it's just a part of life but I think it's so nice that your relationship started in like a teamwork space and then it sort of just progressed and continued in that fashion. I think that's really nice. Um, but on the topic of, I guess, your busy schedule and sort of managing everything, what do you think helps you prioritise most? What do you think helps you sort of stay on top of everything that's important really? Because you could have all these things going on and that's great, but it's really like how do you stay in touch with the most important stuff? Hmm. It's challenging because one side of that answer is, there are things that just need to get done and you just need to do those day-to-day things. Otherwise life falls apart. For example, at the moment, homeschooling, obviously that's a priority. So yes. those two or three to four hours of her sitting down, doing her math and English is a must each day. So that gets prioritized. Then there are other things that you say, well, my mental health is important. My physical sense is important. My spiritual connection is important. So these are things that I then place on the important level and place uh, as an important factor in my life and try to prioritize as best that I can. So what I like to do at the start of the day is get up, write a list of three things. So three things that I need to get done that day. That could be Violet's math and English. It could be, um, go over my tax, that boring job, that one that I keep putting to the side. Probably been on the list for a few weeks. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And uh, go over the new designs for the new product development that we're creating and give my feedback. So they're the three things that I need to get done today and anything else is a bonus. This is from a work perspective. These are from the day-to-day activities that I need to get done, productivity speaking. Yep. and if I get all those that done, it's it's it creates this sense of accomplishment. Mm. And at the end of the day, I think, well, I've achieved that, and I feel good going into the next day. But also, if I get it done early, I've got so much more time for other things. Mm. But what I do is I do those at the start of the day. I don't go off and start writing something or do a blog or like no, they're boom, boom, boom. They're my three things first. If that takes me to 11, 12 o'clock, then I can do other things. Yeah. Um, But when it comes to my personal health, uh, that's something I schedule in like any other appointment. So uh, taking taking time out for my movement, 
30, like Misha knew yesterday that I had violet up until one o'clock and I was just inside all day, head down, bum up on, on in the books and I needed to get out. So from one to two, I went for a run, I went for a walk. I needed that. Um, and I came home and actually had a, a bath, which was just phenomenal. So I schedule in or I try and make sure that that self-care and that self-love and that self-nurturing is positioned throughout the week as it is any other meeting, appointment, podcast, writing activity, etc. So it's really important for me, uh, for my mental health and my physical and my spiritual health to make sure that all of these are combined and it's really hard to do. Like you're probably going to ask about balance soon. So it's, it's almost impossible to have the balance right. Um, and I don't think it, the perfect balance really exists, but it is totally different for everyone. So some, someone like my husband thrives on more work, more social connection, a lot more people, a lot more talking, a lot, but he is just an extrovert to the max. If mm. I've ever been an extrovert, it is my husband. I'm the complete opposite. Um, even though depend, um, people might think that I'm an extrovert because of what they see on my social media, but I'm the complete opposite. I love my couch. I love my home. I love being told to stay at home. I love, I love that. Um, but so we balance each other really lovely. Uh, but the balance for everyone is different. So he can take a lot more work. He wants to do a lot more work. He wants to he wants to be more outward all the time and be go, go, go. Whereas I need more inward activity. I need more meditation, nurturing. Okay, I've done three hours straight in the laptop. Now it feels like I need three hours of meditation just to like- A three-hour oh. bath. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's, it's what works for you. Yeah. And it's, it's, for me, it's a matter of tuning in. So um, every single day I get up and I am listening to what my body needs on that particular day. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not waking up going, I know I need to do this. And I, and I know that today we're going to eat this. No, it's, <sighs> I'm about to get my period or I'm two days away or I'm ovulating. I feel great. I'm tuning in and making decisions according to where my body's at, what season we're in, what the whole world is doing, what my family is doing, and then I make decisions based upon that. So it's, um, it's a hard one to get right, but I think, yeah, tuning in is one of the biggest um, and most important things that we can do. Absolutely. There's so much goodness in that that I want to unpack. The first thing is about how you make a list of three. And the reason I love that is because there are things that come up in your day that are unexpected, right? So you can have your perfect morning routine, but then you might wake up when your kid's sick or you need to take your dog to the vet. You know, all these unexpected things that I think if you have too much that you've planned in one day or a really, really strict regime, it doesn't allow for life to happen, right? And that relates really nicely to what you said about tuning in, which we'll touch back on in one minute when we talk about balance. But the other thing I love that you said that I think a lot of people could take a lot away from, because one of the things I hear a lot is I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to exercise, right? But if you treat that as you would any other appointment, as you would, you know, a doctor's appointment, as you would uh, servicing your car, paying your bills, whatever you schedule in, if you do the same thing or you treat it in the same way, it's kind of hard not to make time for it. Like, you know, you'll always make time to watch 
the next season of your favorite TV show or have a shower or make your breakfast, you know, like those are things you already naturally make time for. So I think that's a really nice suggestion, like to just schedule it in as you would any other appointment. But if we circle back to the whole concept of balance now, I totally agree with you. So a lot of people would look at the podcast title, The Balance Theory, and and think I'm, you know, talking all about the perfect balance and how to get it right and all that stuff. But I am fully there with you that there is no perfect balance. No two days are the same. And in fact, your idea or your relationship with the concept of balance will actually change over time. So now that you've got kids, it's going to look very different to what it did five, 10 years ago. And so... I think the biggest thing when it comes to balance, which is sort of something you just mentioned about tuning in is this concept of flexibility. So it's about, you know, understanding that no two days are the same, that what you wake up and need one day is not going to be the same tomorrow, but having those tools in your back pocket. So you can say, okay, today I feel like I need to go for a run or I feel like I need to meditate because if I don't, I feel a bit, you know, off or, you know, I feel like I need a meal prep because I have been, you know, a bit off with my diet the last week. It's about having those tools that you can, you know, reach to. I I like to call them my non-negotiables in a way, like they're things that I know I need, but the degree to which you, I guess, pile them onto your morning routine or your day is going to vary obviously from time to time. So I guess my question to you is what are your non-negotiables? Granted, you may not do them every single day, but things that for you really reground you and help you feel balanced when you feel like you need them. Yeah, hundred percent. So I've got a few actually, um, but I've made that they started as they started as a routine. So I would do them and kind of force myself to do it so that because I knew they were good for me. But now they're a habit, and now it's like it's brushing my teeth. So I wouldn't leave the house without doing it. So when I wake in the morning, I usually wake around six thirty, uh, just before the kids. The kids wake at seven. And I sit either at the end of my bed or on the couch and I meditate for 20 minutes. Absolute non-negotiable. It literally sets my mind and body up for a very zen first half of the day. And I'm not talking zen as in the whole house is placid and everything's happy. No, of course the kids are running wild and the husband's throwing requests and I'm trying to, you know, juggle multiple things. But how I deal with it in my mind and my body is completely different. I, I can that. have, all this, yeah, I can have all this stuff thrown at me, but it's like, yeah, it's okay. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. Cause I've taken that time, that 20 minutes literally to sit and not, and switch my brain off and not You're just setting the tone. Yeah. And not have any thoughts run through my head. So I'm setting my tone in a calm space through meditation. Um, I I have things in my routine in terms of diet and drinks. Like when I get up, I have a really large drink of water with lemon. Uh, Half an hour later, I'll have my collagen coffee with my medicinal mushrooms. And then half an hour later, I'll have a a specific breakfast or smoothie. Um, I like to dry body brush right before my shower. But it's like tiny little things that have been applied to my day that really don't kind of take up too much time. Like I can dry body brush for three minutes and then hop in the shower. That extra three minutes is not a big deal. Um, You know, making sure that I'm having a water every day is obviously setting my body up in in a good space. Um, Choosing what type of food that I put into my body is paramount. So I'm, if I'm choosing the right things, that means I'm planning for the right things. Hmm. So 
when I get up at the start of the day, I'm actually thinking an hour in advance on what exactly I want to make in order to set myself up. Do I need to turn the oven on? Do I need to get anything from the shop? Do I need to whatever? So um, can relate. I'm always thinking about the meal ahead too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good because we're it's like I'm constantly thinking about my body. I'm thinking about how I want to feel. Our, our food is our fuel, right? So I want to get out of bed with, with um, an amazing amount of energy that, that can take me through the day. So if I'm going to be eating shit, then I won't have that. Um, and then so I've got my meditation as non-negotiables. I've got those little things around the house, like my water at the start of the day, my collagen, coffee, my dry body brushing, my, in summer, I'll do a cold shower. That's a non-negotiable. Um, uh, my exercise, of course, but it can be as simple as just going out, getting out and walking for 20 or 30 minutes. It doesn't need to be this complicated exercise. It's literally yeah. just get out and move my body. Um yeah, so I mean, it, it's very basic. Like, I, I jump into a lot of these interviews, and it's it, it's interesting because some some people expect you to have these like really amazing solutions for things, but it just goes back to basics, you know. Like, yeah. eat good food, eat wholesome food, try and keep the food as close to its original state as possible. Get into bed early if you know that you're on your screen until nine and ten o'clock at night, and you can't sleep switch off the screen it's telling our brain to, to stay on limit your processed food limit your stimulants at the end of the night um, get a little bit of sunshine move your body like all of these things create such a beautiful balanced body and a happy body as well and a calm body and then that goes back to fitting everything in throughout the day because if you're calm and happy and balanced or as balanced as you can be then you're actually, I feel I'm, I'm more able to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. So if I'm stressed and I feel angst and I'm unhealthy and I feel crap, I couldn't be bothered doing the tax. I couldn't be bothered looking over the products. I couldn't be bothered. So that's why another reason why I dedicate so much time and energy into my health is yes. because I want to, I want to, I want the outcome, which is the more energy and I want to get more bang for my buck in life. Yeah, absolutely. And like conversely, you could look at that. If, if anyone listening now, I mean, I had a week about a week ago where I just could not be bothered doing anything. I just did not have my usual like driver motivation. And when I looked at it properly, you know, like I was sleeping a little bit later and there were little telltale signs, but it's a good kind of like minute to stop and reflect and be like, okay, what am I not doing that's energy fueling? But on that point, because obviously like, you know, life happens and you just, you still have your bad days, even if your routine's great and you have your tools in your back pocket and whatnot. What, what for you, when you really have those off days, what is like your go-to? Now I ask this because I've had some really um, surprising answers before, and I love them to paint the picture of balance because what people need in different moments is so unique. Like I've had uh, one guest say they like to take themselves to the movies and just have a whole box of popcorn and that they just love that because they love like watching their, their um, doing acting and they love just appreciating people's acting and that just fills their cup. Someone else is a bath. Someone else is making sure they have one date night a week. So for you, do you have any like unusual? I know, I know I said I wouldn't ask for specific examples, but anything that people wouldn't expect that for you yeah. is like a soother maybe. 
No, it's a really good question. And I think this, you know, being in COVID right now is a perfect place to ask this because I consider myself to be uber healthy. And even I like more than often have been really feeling it. Like um, it's just the restriction and the angst of we can't do this. We, we can't like certainty. Yeah. The uncertainty, the fear, the unknown. And, and I can tell myself, don't let it worry me, let it pass, which I try and do. But it's still every day we switch on the news or we hit, we scroll through social media and we're seeing it more and more. Yeah, it's so, yeah. So for me, it's definitely become a, a matter of um, tuning out and not, you know, paying attention to it, but not letting it affect me on an emotional level as much as I can. Uh, on those days, I've got. Uh, like a few things that I like to do they're all pretty boring in terms of they all they're all health related uh, but definitely not as exciting as going to the movies and eating (laughs) granted you can't do that right now anyway (laughs) I imagine that would have been Lola Berry probably correct (laughs) (laughs) of her Um, (laughs) uh, but mine is something like I'm very lucky to have uh, an infrared sauna on my balcony so I'll wow, jump that's in that. Excellent. <laughs> or I will go down to the right to the beach, dive in the ocean. Like cannot tell you how much of a difference diving in the fresh water in the ocean makes. I mean, you obviously know the same that you just feel completely cleansed straight away. I call someone that I know is funny and makes me laugh and is not negative. So I I, I want to be around that positivity. I turn on music, something that makes me feel good um, or that I know just a, a, a song that I've always loved. Like I love dancing because obviously where I met my husband. So um, I'll try and whip out those, like whip out the left feet and have a good time. <laughs> it's like the sequins and the, and the left feet. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got a few things like that. And, and, and on other days, you know what? I don't feel like doing any of that. I just feel like sitting on the couch with a blanket, with my pillow, and importantly, letting those feelings ride through my body. I think this is something as I've had to learn later in life that it's not about suppressing and and pushing those feelings away. It's about living through that experience of what I'm feeling and allowing my body to go through that, being in that low space, that discomfort. I feel like shit. This is not working. I'm in a bad place. And then just knowing and trusting that it will pass. Yeah. So hard as that is to, I guess, just say and, and without having, like, without seeing the other side yet, um, it's something that I've really tried to focus on because, you know, stuff is always going to come up. We're always going to be constantly filled with uh, negativity, comparison, so many different things in life that are going to challenge us. And I think it's important not to constantly put this red cross up, but just allow it to get past through our body and, and recognize what our body's feeling at that specific time, why we're feeling like that. And then come out of it on the other side with the growth of knowing how our body handled it and how we dealt with that and how we can possibly make that better for next time. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. 
I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit, double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code BALANCE. Yeah, such an important message. And I think like automatically so many of us have been taught whether by our families or by society that you know you feel things like anger guilt shame just you know just get over it or like just don't worry about it you know your your instant reaction is to not deal with them but um you know as you just said I've sort of gone through a similar process started this year through like therapy and education and stuff and I've learned that all those feelings want us at our airtime they just want a bit of space they just you know you just need to give them that processing power and then more often than not they pass or you kind of understand the why or the the underlying reason why they're there but I think it's really important and I love that so many people are you know saying this on the podcast because I do think it is a little bit stigmatized to sit with your own thoughts a lot of people find it very uncomfortable and it's not a natural process it's not something that I think a lot of us were raised with to you know to do automatically so I love that you've said that because I think it takes away a lot of the pressure as well to to feel like you know happy all the time because you just it's not a constant state of being and these these negative or we, we call them negative they're just emotions really we don't have to put them as positive or negative they're just emotions but we do feel them and you know to have that processing where you just give them space, I think just takes the pressure off. And I think that that forms a big part of our balance too, because it allows for life to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like once you develop that idea in your head that you can sit through them and you just need the space for them to pass, like call me crazy, but it actually becomes easier to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like light and shade, sunlight, Daylight, nighttime, there's a balance to everything. Rain, sun, winter, summer, like nothing is ever always, like you said, it's not always happy, happy, happy. So we've got to understand this beautiful yin, yin and yang is constantly in balance. And <clears throat> what uh, if, if there's good, there must be bad at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And really when, when I like to speak about balance, it's acknowledging that it's a combination of all those things because I think we can get stuck in this, I don't, I think it is negative where we think we have to be positive all the time, positive, happy thoughts. And so the second you feel something that's not positive, you think, oh my God, I'm doing this wrong. You know, like I, I, I'm not balanced or I'm, I just can't do this positivity, happy thing, but that's just life. You know what I mean? And so having those tools to process and knowing, okay, today's a day I need to just sit on the couch with my blanket or today's a day I need to go just dive in the ocean, have a bar of chocolate when I get home or whatever you personally need for yourself, I think really helps, you know, on those off days. So I'm glad we really spoke about that because it is something that's close to this whole concept too of balance, really. It definitely is. And I think also living in the 21st century, being on this 24-7, our phone, and constantly scrolling through this perfect world it's placing so much pressure on us and it's like well why do they have that why why is she overseas at the moment when we're all stuck here mm-hmm. why why are they allowed to why why she got hasn't why is she not wearing a mask and i have to wear a mask like mm-hmm. it's this constant comparison that's really digging away at us which is detrimental to our health um, and so 
I think living in this day and age is harder than ever. Yeah. Um, yes, they everyone's had their challenges through every decade, but I think now with this presence of the digital space, it has just amplified things to the max. I mean, even our kids now, like all of their schooling is done through technology. I think it's fabulous that they have access to that, but just staring at a screen all day brings in it issues of its own, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it is really challenging, but I think we can do it. <laughs> and we've just got to, we've just got to allow uh, a lot more time for self-love and self-care and not be so hard on ourselves to achieve and accomplish and have the A plus in every column because it doesn't exist. And um, yeah, everyone's situation is completely different. Yeah, push to how you want to push to to get to where you want to get, but uh, don't cross the line where it jeopardizes your health and it jeopardizes, you know, just being able to to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Because then it's not worth it at all. Exactly. I wanted to um, ask you a little bit now. Take me back to when you just finished school. Were you already? sort of passionate or into the health and fitness space or did you sort of venture into that as a byproduct of your passions and studies or you know how did that sort of all come to fruition so my mum got me into little athletics when I was three so she said she can remember me running down the track with nappies on oh so- my god that is epic <laughs> Funny, I think I put a, um, a photo of me at the start line with my nappy on, like just standing there. Um, so and good. so, yeah. And so I was, uh, I was doing sport from a very young age. I did little athletics until fourteen or fifteen. Um, I really wanted my goal, dream was to compete at the Olympics um, in long jump or two hundred meters. Um, I also played touch football. I did cross country. I did all the the extracurricular activities at school in terms of sport Um, but when I was 15 and a half in an airport I had a guy a weird guy (laughs) approach me and he was like do you want to enter my local modeling competition and I remember thinking you've got to be kidding me mate like I looked down and I had scratches bruises and scars on my hips from where I just um grazes where I just dived in a touch footy comp (laughs) and I was like oh yeah thanks took the form and I took it home to mum and we thought, let's try something different. So we ran around, got all the outfits. Um, I had never really worn high heels before or like I was very much a tomboy, still am, and, uh, but decided to enter and I was lucky enough to win that competition. So they were calling my name and my number and I was just standing there like, like. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I was lucky enough to win. I got a contract with an agency in Brisbane And so I flew down and just did a couple of random test shoots to build up my book. Uh, And three months in, uh, an agency in New Zealand wanted to have me over for a six-month stint. So I went there and then I flew to Singapore and then I did New York, Germany. And I started just traveling and working and booking different catalogs and walking on different runways for like amazing brands and then I got a little bit homesick. And when I was 20, I came back to Australia, did the Miss Universe competition um, where I was lucky enough to win that. Actually, I entered the year before and I didn't place anywhere. So then I re-entered the following wow. year. And so I, I was lucky enough to win that year and then uh, started working with Channel 7, started working with different brands and then did Dancing with the Stars. And that was 10, 11 years ago now. 
There you go. And I'm curious because obviously there's a lot of, um, well, maybe not in this day and age, but back then I think the modeling industry was a lot different. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like your health was at all jeopardized or kind of what's the word? Um, Did you have to change your approach to health as a byproduct of being in that industry or do you feel like it was quite um, holistic for you, the experience? It, it wasn't holistic for me, but only because it was my own perception. It wasn't like I had a strict someone telling me you have to eat this or you've got to be in the gym two times a day or you've got to be this weight. It was, it was me looking, going, I've got to be that in order to book those jobs. Mm-hmm. So I looked at myself in the mirror and it was the perception of, of what I put on myself in order to book those jobs. So I limited what I ate. I cut out carbs. I cut out fats. I was in the gym two times a day. I was sleeping from 7 p.m. and waking up at 7 a.m. So 12 hours sleep. And I was still exhausted to the point where I lost my cycle for over two years. Yeah. And it was just, it was a horrible place to be, you know. Mm. Um and that was a real turning point for me, like a real wake-up moment of, okay, this is not how it's meant to be. I shouldn't be this tired. Life is not meant to be this unenjoyable. I shouldn't be, I mean, I love my food, but I shouldn't be looking at food like it's king. Like I would just wake up and only think about food. And I would put something in my mouth and think, oh, you've done the wrong thing. Now I've got to, now I've got to get on a treadmill and burn it off. It was a very horrible mindset a very unhealthy and unbalanced mindset. And so I needed to educate myself and get myself out of that space because I could, it's almost like I could see five, 10 years ahead and it was just, it was not a good place. So that's when I dove further into health. I studied at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, health coaching. Um, I just read everything I possibly could. I learned about what it means or what what a balanced lifestyle looks like or what is mind body and so what is that connection um i did my yoga teacher training i did my personal training degree i just took took on as much information and knowledge as i could and also i had my children you know eight years after that incident so i i really started to to harness this idea of nurturing my body from the inside out and what did that mean well that meant adequate sleep balanced nutritious meals eating a good variety of complex carbohydrates fats really good protein lots of fruit and veg um getting a little bit of sunlight moving my body but not overdoing it just Mm -hmm. enough to make me feel good you know so i really stepped back and looked at myself from the outside in and went what do i need in order to achieve a wholesome happy life and then, so that's what I did. I just educated myself and, and just kept taking steps forward. And I think that's really helped drive the direction of what we do for work now with our businesses, because we're definitely not about a harsh, strict regime approach. Like we've got a cleanse powder in our Kissed Earth range, but it supports the natural's body detoxification systems. It's not something like one of those harsh juice cleanses where you can't yeah. eat anything. You know what I mean? Like, so we, we very much take a whole holistic approach to everything we do with our products and in our work. And we, we try and encourage that with women, like listen to your own body, do what works for you, 
tune in every day to see what you need. If you need to work with the right qualified professionals that can, that can help um, get to the root cause of your problem from a holistic perspective, but don't, don't put so much strain and stress on yourself and allow your body to tell its story and allow your body to heal itself from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a big like message behind all of that is, you know, whether it is a diet or a fitness regime or supplements, like you shouldn't have to be squeezing your life around these things. They should fit into your, you know, regime, which is sort of what you were saying with your supplement range. Um, And I was going to ask you, what does healthy living mean to you? But I think you've just nicely summarized. So I'm curious um, to know, like for anybody listening who feels like they do want to take on like maybe they're in a similar maybe not exactly the same place that you were but they know something's not working right they know they or they want to make a few changes what do you think is or maybe have you just got one or two tips for people wanting to make some serious change in their life in terms of their health 100 so podcasts like these like yours a phenomenal place to start listen read like you guys yeah, you guys are absolutely smashing it because you're allowing people the access to to other professionals or people that have been there in those situations to give them the advice that it's okay to be there for one, but it's now time to make a change or it can a change can happen. So start slow. Start by reading, educating yourself. And then as you wake up every day, just start implementing small changes. Like if you know that that double shot coffee gives you jitters and you go through that day on that in that angst, just drop it down one shot or, or switch to a decaf option or switch to a matcha latte. If you know that you're getting into bed too late, just make one change. Get into bed an hour earlier or switch off technology a little bit earlier. If you know that throughout the day, throughout the week, you're having far too many takeaway and processed meals or you're eating out of a packet too much, switch it up. You know what I mean? Follow accounts that inspire you. Yeah. Turn on shows and uh, documentaries or, or uh, television programs that inspire you. Fill your cup, fill your world with things that make you happy and things that are actually going to inspire you. It doesn't mean every day you've got to be like, obsessive about it but if you want to make a change and you're serious about it recognize that first and foremost and then start implementing those little tiny steps day by day and as I said they start as a routine then they become a habit I do not second guess getting up and sitting on the end of my bed and closing my eyes for 20 minutes to meditate every day because I know what it does for my mind and what it does for my body and ultimately what it does for my family so it's the flow-on effect right yeah so yeah so think of those things of what you need in your day and how what needs to change in order for you to become more calm become a lot more wholesome and then wake up and make those changes and continue to do them and before you know it you'll be doing them every day yeah, I love that. And, and another nice part of that is when we talk about balance, right? You've got your three areas, which is your health, your relationships. And I call the last area fulfillment instead of career, because I feel like that, you know, then includes full-time pa- full-time mums, which is such a fulfilling thing, but not necessarily a career, right? So I think a nice question to ask there is, okay, who am I in terms of my health and, and who I am as a person? But then it's like, how, can, how does that have a flow and effect to who I am in a relationship? 
with my friendships and, you know, love life and then how I show up in my fulfillment areas of life. So it's also a nice consideration if you need that additional motivation. I feel like sometimes like our why forms a big part of our commitment level to different things. So, you know, if you want to show up as a better parent or a better sibling, best friend, better, you know, employer, whatever, those are nice things to consider in and amongst that routine. Um, and one thing I saw you actually mentioned in an interview before, but I really liked the concept was this notion of bio-individuality. And I think it forms such a nice part of what we're talking about, because even just what you said just now, like, you know, to kickstart those changes, take bits and pieces from what a lot of people are saying. And I love that because there's no real one routine or blueprint that you can copy paste. You can definitely try things. And that's not to say, you know, your routine won't work for somebody else. It absolutely might, but you do need to try and test things and and see what works for you at at different points. So I did love this concept of bio-individuality in and amongst this conversation. So I'd love for you to just share your thoughts on that. Yeah, 100%. So I actually learned this uh, concept, uh, which is a very simple concept, which is basically what you've summed up already, uh, of that one person's food may be another person's poison. So me personally, my body thrives on a gluten-free diet, dairy-free as well, loads of fruit and veg, but within that, within those confines of that dairy-free, gluten-free That doesn't mean everyone should eat dairy-free, gluten-free every time I put up a recipe or whatever. It's discovering and tuning in on a daily basis to see what works for you. And it is a bloody hard thing to do. And I always say every time we we eat, we're doing research for our body. (laughs) So you know what I mean? Like I I have a smoothie bowl. I'm, I'm gauging how I feel. Does it work for me? Does this ingredient work? How does that make me feel? What are my energy levels now? What's my digestion level like? How has my stools been this week? You know, so I'm, I'm always observing and tuning in and looking and listening um, to what the signs that my body is giving. So bio-individuality is a beautiful way to take off the pressure that, a lot of us have put on ourselves to fit a certain mold in order to be healthy. And even though we might pick up a book that says paleo or keto or low something, every book is going to be different. So it's taking all the little nuggets of wisdom from each of them or some, some of from each and making your own blueprint, but tuning in every day to find what that is and if that means working with a nutritionist or a naturopath or um, doing a little bit of experimenting at home with your own food and and just constantly listening and, and tuning in as I keep saying then do that you know and maybe create a bit of a journal or a diary and write some of the things some of the foods that make you feel upset or some of the things that you know do change your mood super quickly what are those what are those activities you can do that can get you out of a deep, dark place? Maybe journal through some of those difficult times. When you start to look back and read through what you've written, you start to uncover and unveil so much about yourself, which then gives you the armor and the tools to continue in life. And maybe you want to switch up some things. So it's this constant journey of exploration, but 100% just tuning into what, you need for your body on any specific day. 
Yeah. And I think this is a nice reminder too, because as we were saying, like living in an online world where you have access to so many people's routines and what they're doing and what they want to show you, it's very easy to get caught up in this. Oh, I should just have a green juice every day because that's what X, Y, Z has, or, you know, just trying to follow, I guess, what other people are doing because it appears to be the correct way. I think this really gives people back the power to say, well, I can determine what, you know, is best for me. And that's really all my mission here is as well. It's to give people back the power to claim their own idea of balance, whether that is through what they're eating, um, you know, what their daily routine looks like, how they show up in the world, basically. So I did really love that whole concept. Um, like I've, I've got two people that I follow that I absolutely love, adore and respect beyond the stars. And they're both complete opposite. One of them is like, dairy you've got to eat full fat creams and yogurts and butter every day you've got to have steaks every day you've got to eat the the fat on the meat the other one's like no animal products no dairy more plants eat all your leg you and they're complete opposite i love both of them and they both they're both bringing valid points to each different uh way of life and eating but they're so contrasting but the person a thrives on that diet that's that's a part of her dna it's a part of her culture a part of her history mm. she knows that now that she's taken the time to research that and she's also looked at her family heritage and how her body's been built and her belief system is different person b she thrives on that she's like i can't have meat. it just doesn't work with me so what works for you it doesn't matter put down the right or wrong, put down the books and just tune in and have a look at like, does that make me feel good? Do I, do I need more sleep? Like my husband's constantly telling me I sleep too much. I'm sorry, but I need to sleep from 9 PM until 6:30. That's an awful long time. <laughs> I have always been like that. I am such a nana, you know, I need my sleep. I need my rest and it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. Absolutely. And on that point, you might actually have a whole bunch of accounts you follow for your mind, a whole bunch for your body, a whole bunch for your soul. Like I've got my, I follow like the pasta queen who just has the most incredible pasta recipes. And then you have all these other people who are like, you know, great healthy snacks. So sometimes you just need a nice combination to tie it all together. Um, But yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, before I let you go, I did want to ask you if you could only leave one piece of advice with the world of all the wisdom, all the nuggets you've picked up along the way, what do you think it would be? Or another way to maybe think of it is if you could teach your kids one thing only. Yeah. Um, I did know you were going to ask me this, but I forgot to think. <laughs> I did say I wasn't, I wasn't going to surprise you. I was like, did I miss writing that in the schedule? No, I didn't. Um, okay. So when I think about it from an, from an aspect of, passing something on for my children, I think about telling and teaching her the importance of, see, health and wellness, like, is one thing, but it, for me it's more about total life enjoyment. So do what makes you passionate. Like, find what that is and harness that in your life. Whether it brings money, whether it doesn't bring money, it doesn't matter. It's more about finding that spark and that fire and that desire in your body is, is priceless. There'll never be a value to that. And that could be anything from dancing to 
working out mathematical equations to working, opening your own retail shop and, and, and working there or doing someone's tax, whatever it might be, find that thing that, that, that sparks and motivates you. It could be just simply having children and looking after your beautiful children. Um, and do that and do it with as much passion and charisma and drive as you possibly can. Because I think that's what keeps people alive, having something that, that uh, they can put their passion and desire into. Um, yeah. Probably probably could think of something better, but I um, didn't. No, I love one. that. I think, I think that's really important. You know, like I think of Violet and Dom as they get older, it doesn't matter what we teach them. It doesn't matter how many lessons we drive into them, but as long as they have their own unique loves and desires, then they'll be able to go through life and create their own life and make it as beautiful as they want. Absolutely. And I think a beautiful part of that is it doesn't have to be the one thing you do and the one thing you only ever do. It can just be that element can be your hobbies. You know, it can be things you do outside of your nine to five, because I think a lot of people get caught up in, or well, I don't wake up every day and love my job, but you know, sometimes work is just that it's, it's to pay the bills is to have a roof over your head. But as long as you have that outlet, like for me, it's this podcast mm-hmm. and I have an e-commerce business on the side, but my nine to five, I'm a um, corporate lawyer. So, you know, that doesn't, I don't wake up every day, like excited, but I have my outlets that ignite my passions and you know hopefully one day they'll be my full-time things as well but I think that's really nice advice because I think there is that pressure on people to you know just make that their full-time thing so thank you for sharing that my pleasure but I yeah just just to add to that I don't think it also needs to be something that as I said drives to an income or something that you need to be doing every day it could simply be my thing is I for example Violet might grow up and say I enjoy doing nice things for people or I enjoy uh, traveling and climbing mountains or going on hikes. You know, it doesn't need to be something that, uh, like you said, it can can be a hobby, but just finding something that uh, fills your cup and fills a part of you that that, uh, not many other things will. Yeah, it's almost like a part of your purpose, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, th- I know we could probably chat on for days, but I think that's a lovely place to leave the chat. I know everyone would have gotten so much out of our conversation today. So thank you so much for your time. And if people do want to connect with you or follow along your journey, where's the best place that they can do so? Uh, so I'm pretty much on Insta every day, Rachel <laughs> underscore Finch, um, stories and yeah, I do lots of lives and everything. So um, thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute privilege and sending you so much love in lockdown. Thank you. I'll pop links to all that below and I'm looking forward to seeing what the next few years brings for you and all your passion projects. Thank you, lovely. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this week, Balancers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop so you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam, we promise. 
I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, stop.